This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. So, as the season draws to a close, promotion and relegation coming to a head, cup finals to be played both here and in Europe, Gareth Southgate is going to be hoping that his players come through unscathed as he announces his squad. On Tuesday the 25th of May at 1pm... Now, before he does that, I thought I'd take a look into the crystal ball and see if I can read his mind and predict who could be on that plane. Nah, no, that's the old cliche, isn't it? Which doesn't really work this time around. Obviously, we're playing predominantly at Wembley, but there will be, hopefully, that one flight somewhere. Actually, this isn't the squad I think we should take. As I've said on numerous occasions, I wouldn't want the job. This is who I think Gareth Southgate will choose. As I mentioned, he announces his 26th on the 25th of May. And for the first time, he has 26 players at his disposal. And in the past, he's gone on record as saying, and I quote, Personally, I wouldn't want to have too big a squad. I think there is a skill in picking your 23. I think you end up with a lot of players not playing anyway, and it's difficult to manage, and it's hard for the squad to come through. Of course, 26 players has come about because of the coronavirus pandemic and the pressures brought on the players over a long domestic season. And it would appear that he is considering picking a core 23, with an additional three only coming into play should there be issues with players within that 23, such as injuries, suspensions, or... Covid issues. And it's worth mentioning a couple of things that a match day team sheet, well, that can only feature 23 names anyway. And as we heard recently, UEFA have allowed five substitutes permitted to be used during the games. Now, we mentioned European finals. Three English teams are playing in the two European competition finals this year. The squad he picks will of course be dominated by Manchester City, Manchester United and Chelsea players. So the likes of Carl Walker, John Stones, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, Marcus Rashford, Mason Mount, Ben Chilwell, Rhys James, well they're all going to be slightly late for the call-up, should they be picked. And as we know, England have two friendly games coming up. Both being played at the Riverside Stadium in Middlesbrough against Austria and Romania on the 2nd and 6th of June, respectively. So those players taking part in the two European finals may be excused from the Austria game on the 2nd. After Gareth said, he'd give them a week's rest. So the Champions League final takes place on the 29th of May. And this would see Chelsea and Manchester City players come into the fold on the 5th of June which is the day before the Romania game. Manchester United play on the 26th, so any players involved there, after a week's break, would see them come back the day after the Austria game. 
So we'll have a few days prep before Romania, should they be involved. Could this have a detrimental effect on Gareth's preparations? Certainly not ideal, but at the same time, we want our players to experience the highest points in the game. It's a balancing act really, isn't it, for the manager? And once again, I stress, not a job I'd want. You may remember back in 2019 when English clubs ruled Europe. Liverpool faced Tottenham in the Champions League final and Chelsea faced Arsenal in the Europa League final. And the Nations League came quickly after that. And there were plenty of England players involved who arrived late to Portugal with little or no rest. So Gareth basically didn't use any of the Liverpool or Spurs players uh, in a starting lineup in that first game against the Netherlands. Possibly that was our downfall. Who knows? Uh, Kane, Henderson and Ali, they all came on as second half or extra time substitutes. But this time around, though, there is a longer break between those European finals and our opener against Croatia at Wembley. We play them Saturday the 13th of June. So while some of the players may miss those warm-up games against Austria and Romania, they will have an extended period of time uh, where perhaps they can get involved in some high-intensity training sessions at St George's Park. I'd imagine there might be some behind-closed-doors games as it were, uh, there. So with a minimum of three games and hopefully a maximum of seven, I very much doubt he'll use all the players he selects, but by picking either 23 or 26, it does give him the flexibility for different formations he tried to use over the past couple of years in preparation for this tournament. And even with the extra three players, will he pick a wildcard player, someone out of the blue, an unexpected selection. Personally, I very much doubt it. I can't see him picking a player he hasn't had in a previous squad. So I've done my research and I've been through all his squads, going back to the start of the European 2020 qualification campaign, which began back on the 22nd of March 2019 with a 5-0 win over the Czech Republic. Since then, England have played 21 games and Gareth has selected 54 players from nine squads. Some of those players have since gone by the wayside or suffered a loss of form or perhaps haven't been up to the manager's expectations. So trying to read Gareth's mind, this is who I think he'll pick. Now, of course, there are names that immediately spring to mind. Those that are, of course, first on the team sheet. But we'll start. As we should, and these are of course injuries permitting, at the back with the keepers. Now in those 21 games, he has selected six goalkeepers. Jordan Pickford, Jack Butland, Tom Heaton, Nick Pope, Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston. Now Jordan Pickford has played the majority of the games in this period, and only injury kept him out of the recent World Cup qualifiers. But he's worked his way back into the Everton lineup. And he's never really let England down, has he? He may not be the biggest, but he's got tournament experience and he can save a penalty or two. And if you remember those Nations League games, he can take one as well, can't he? Nick Pope of Burnley was the main beneficiary of Pickford's injury, playing the three games when he was out. So you'd imagine he'll be in. Which leaves us with Butland, Heaton, Henderson and Johnston to fill that third keeper spot who in all likeness is unlikely to get a game if selected. 
although stranger things have happened. Who would it be? Well, the truth is, Butland and Heaton aren't getting regular game time at the moment. Sam Johnston, on the other hand, is at West Brom. And Dean Henderson was in that World Cup qualifiers squad. And he played against Ireland at the back end of last year. But he's likely to have been in the Manchester United squad that goes to Gdansk to play Villarreal in that Europa League final. Will Gareth decide that he needs a rest? I think this position is really a finger-in-the-air decision. And I really hope that he doesn't decide to use one of his extra three players as a goalkeeper. Personally, I think he's going to go for Dean Henderson. So three goalkeepers, Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, Dean Henderson. Let's move on to the defenders. And we'll start with the obvious ones, Harry Maguire. Well, it wasn't ideal seeing him in a boot cast after being injured in United's recent game at Aston Villa. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But he may possibly be coming back into the squad with a Europa League medal in his hands. Of course, he had that little bit of stumble with form, possibly mentally too, back when he withdrew from the squad after the incident in Greece and was then sent off against Denmark. That's all behind him now, and he is a player trusted by Southgate. John Stones, another who is likely to be in European action, played his way back into the manager's plans. He was included in the last squad after not playing since that 1,000th game. Remember the 7-0 against Montenegro? The one where we're all last together at Wembley? And his teammate, Carl Walker, at Manchester City, despite getting sent off away to Iceland, has kept himself in consideration. He's versatile can play right back in a back of four or has been used in a back three by Gareth. 55 caps to his name. Can't see him missing out. What bracket do we put Declan Rice in? Defence? Defensive midfielder? Midfielder? Anyway, he's a shoe-in. Played a part in 15 of those 21 games. Been outstanding for West Ham as they've enjoyed one of their best seasons in a long time. Will he still be there next year? Who knows? That's not what I'm talking about. It's clear, though, he is very much part of the England setup for many years to come. Left-sided players Ben Chilwell at Chelsea has been a regular in the squads, and Luke Shaw has forced his way back in too. And I'd expect Chilwell to be starting over Shaw, though. On the right, Rhys James. Despite only forcing his way back into the squad in October of last year, he's been a regular despite that silly sending off at the end of the Denmark Nations League game. Kieran Trippier of Atletico Madrid. He's always been a favourite of Gareth's and, of course, famously scored that free kick in the World Cup semi-final against Croatia. Well experienced, but at 30, which is incidentally the same age as Kyle Walker, it could be his last tournament. Michael Keane was perhaps a little harshly left out of the last squad, Despite playing well for Everton this season, he earned his first cap under Gareth Southgate whilst he was in his interim period. He might be one of the lucky ones to get called up. And of course the big talk has been about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Gareth first selected him and he's since won 12 caps. And the talk has been, as Liverpool have lost their grip on the Premier League, his form has dropped too. And he was dropped from that last squad and withdrew from the one before that injured. I feel the writing might be on the wall for him. So defenders, I think he's going to take Harry Maguire, John Stones, Kyle Walker, Declan Rice, Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw, 
Rhys James, Kieran Trippier and Michael Keane. Moving to the middle of the park, the midfielders. Chelsea's Mason Mount. What is the reasoning for him not to be in the squad? Since 2019 and the 4-0 win over Bulgaria at home, he's only missed playing on an England pitch once, which was Iceland away. And as cliched as it is to mention Mount and Rice in the same sentence as being mates growing up together, it's one of those things that kind of brings harmony to the squad, doesn't it? Quite simply, Gareth was right and the doubters were wrong. Phil Foden, like Mount, could be one of the players to shine in this tournament. Much like Paul Gascoigne in Italia 90. Thankfully, it seems all is forgiven following his misdemeanours in Iceland. Jesse Lingard. On occasions, the time is just right. The stars line up. Right time, right place and all that. A lone move to West Ham from Manchester United has clearly been the tonic needed for him. And indeed, West Ham's aim for European football. He's scoring for fun. He made it into the last squad after not featuring since those Nations League finals in 2019. And of course, he was part of the World Cup squad. And if you remember, he scored against Panama, didn't he? Leeds, Calvin Phillips, he's won seven caps recently after breaking into the squad. And I think it's safe to say he's earned a call-up. James Ward-Prowse. Six England caps to his name, going back to 2017. And whilst Southampton may have not had the best season, he's been playing well and earned his recent call-ups. And as we know, he is handy from a free kick too. Scored against San Marino in March. Jordan Henderson. Now he's been a fairly regular under Gareth Southgate until a groin injury kept him out of a couple of squads. He's not played since February. Touch and go for him, I think. But if he's fit, he'll go. Jude Bellingham, (laughs) at 17. Is he too young? Gareth clearly thinks not. Dortmund think not. Two caps already to his name, made a big impact. And with all the social media these days, you can't really be a surprise on the international scene. But he could be as close as it used to get. Right. Tottenham's Eric Dyer. He may not be a popular choice, but I think he's a player that Gareth trusts. He's been a regular in all the squads. A player, he's not going to be first choice anymore, I don't think. But he's capable of coming on and fulfilling his duty. So our midfielders, Mason Mount, Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, Calvin Phillips, James Ward-Prowse, Jordan Henderson, Jude Bellingham and Eric Dyer. And up front, forwards, the strikers. Harry Kane as captain. First name on the list. 53 caps, 34 goals. Not a lot really more to say. Marcus Rashford, a hero on the pitch just as much as he is off it. Crazy to believe he's still only 23. But with 40 caps and 11 goals to his England name, he'll be there. Jaden Sancho, he missed the last squad following injury, but likely to play a part in the rest of the Bundesliga season with Dortmund. He's already earned 18 caps and he's chipped in with three goals too. Raheem Sterling. Well, he may not have had the best of seasons this year, but he is still England quality. With 61 caps, he would be one of the most experienced players. Add in the 14 goals, which is perhaps a little low in the ratio of caps to goals, but surely he's got to be part of the squad. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. 
16 goals for Everton this season, 7 caps and 4 goals for England since October last year. He's one of those players ideal to come off the bench and he can't be overlooked. As I said, injuries permitting, much like Jordan Henderson, we can't dismiss Jack Grealish, can we? His injury has kept him out of the last squad and he's not featured for Villa since February. But if he's fit, surely he's got to go too. So six up front, I think. Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Jack Grealish. And there we have 26 names. Who will be the three standby names? I've no idea. But who might feel a little hard done by and miss out? Well, I've already mentioned Trent Alexander-Arnold. I feel it might just be a little too soon for Ollie Watkins, who apparently was just ahead of Patrick Bamford in the last squad. Bamford. Am I missing a trick by not giving Bamford the opportunity? Am I not giving him the credit he deserves? Or could he call up some players, like Bamford, just into the squad environment, given that he will be without some of those City, United and Chelsea players, just to cast his eye over them? Or is that a bit cruel, teasing them ahead of a major tournament? And as an Arsenal fan, I like Bukayo Saka, but I feel he may miss out. But the door certainly isn't shut. Mason Greenwood has, of course, been scoring for Manchester United. However, he's not been as fortunate as Phil Foden in being called up again. Harry Winks is one of those players who may also miss out, despite being versatile and reliable. Tammy Abraham, not sure he's going to make it. And if Connor Cody and Tyrone Mings don't make it, they could count themselves very unfortunate. But they're both in a position with some excellent quality around them. A few other names that have featured in those recent squads, but a loss of form I think we'll see the likes of Ross Barkley and Deli Alley miss out. Harvey Barnes has been scoring freely for Leicester, but he's, I don't think he's going to make it. Danny Ings, Callum Hudson-Odoi, James Tawoski, Danny Rose. No, I don't think any of those are going to make the cut. Aaron Wambasaka, despite having some good form, hasn't appeared for England as yet. I'm not convinced Gareth will introduce someone like that. James Madison, like Mason Greenwood, perhaps is one for the future. There you go. Thank you for listening to me wittering away. A short one there. Do you agree or disagree with what I've said? Who have I missed out? Do you think someone could come in unexpectedly? I guess we'll find out how close I was in a couple of weeks' time. Don't forget... All previous Three Lions podcasts can be found at your usual podcast provider or threelionspodcast.com and you can get in touch in all the usual ways. Email threelionspodcast at gmail.com or on the socials, Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Just search Three Lions Podcast. And I'll be back very soon with another episode and I hope you can join me for it. So until then, cheers. Cheers.